Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Owning a Mercedes-Benz EV isn't just extraordinary, it's extra easy. With full remote access to your vehicle from your phone via the Mercedes Me Connect app, the vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday. We'll hear from Tiger Woods. Phone calls are always welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. By the way, I've got the uh, odds, the favorites, to win the PGA Championship. Scotty Scheffler, who has been on a roll as of late, he and Rory are the uh, two top favorites, according to DraftKings. Then it's Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Cameron Smith, Justin Thomas. In case you're wondering, Tiger Woods... Plus 6,500 to win. By comparison, uh, Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy, plus 1,200. Uh, plus 550 to finish in the top 10. Plus 1,200 to finish in the uh, top five for Tiger Woods. We'll talk to Brad Faxon, the uh, PGA Tour player. He is working for the Golf Channel. He'll join us from Southern Hills, the site of the PGA Championship. Get his thoughts on not only Tiger's chances here, but also why Phil Mickelson initially said he was going to the PGA Championship and then decided not to. Tiger's been chatty, talking about getting stronger, his uh, workout regimen. Uh, He also talked about Phil, had a story about John Daly. It's just like, hey, Tiger gets in front of the microphone now and it just feels like he's got a lot of things to talk about. And sharing. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, he's not sharing any of this. Now, he just... Feels like he, and maybe there's the appreciation of, you know what, I'm, I'm able to still do this and I'm going to let people behind the curtain a little bit and let them know that, um, you know, the, the human side of me, the emotional side of me, being a parent, 
coming back from this devastating injury just to be able to play, and I get a chance to do this. Here is uh, Tiger talking about his limitations. There's going to be limitations. I mean, there's a lot of hardware in there, and I'm going to get stronger. I don't know how, how much that is or how much range of motion I'll ever get back, but I'm sure it's a hell of a lot better than it was you know, 12 months ago. Yep. And uh, if you watch him, uh, you can tell. Now, he's not laboring the way he did at Augusta, but this is a different golf course. You're watching Tiger. We're not talking about his swing. We're talking about his ability to be able to walk, to be comfortable. He did talk about Phil Mickelson not being at the PGA Championship as the defending champ. It's always disappointing when the defending champion's not here. Phil is, has said some things that I think a, a lot of us who are committed to the tour and committed to the, the legacy of the tour have pushed back against and um, he's taken some personal time and uh, we all understand that but I think that some of his views on how the tour could be run and should be run been a lot of disagreement there but as 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 we all know as a professional we miss him being out here I mean, he's a big draw for the game of golf. He's just taking his time, and, um, you know, we, we all wish him the best when he comes back. Obviously, we're going to have difference of opinions that how he sees the tour, and um, we'll go from there. You know, measured, you know, choosing your words, and I understand that. I don't know if he was going over the top being critical. I think he was just saying, look, we got a different philosophy here. Uh, you know, I'm all in on the PGA Championship. And Phil is not. Story came out that Jack Nicholas was offered $100 million to be the face of this Saudi-backed tour. Greg Norman is that face. But twice they, they did something, I think, verbally and then in writing to offer Jack Nicholas $100 million. Jack is, to the PGA, what Jerry West is to the NBA as far as they're the face of it. They're the logo. I mean, Jerry, Jerry literally is the logo. Jack is not. I think the logo is Payne Stewart, but Jack is the face of golf in America at age 86. He still is, and he doesn't want to give up that legacy for any amount of money. Here is uh, Tiger talking about Phil's comments about the Saudis. It has ramped up very quickly. If this would have happened 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have happened as fast, but social media has changed the landscape and how fast things can ramp up, whether it's real news or fake news or whatever it is. Opinions get out there instantly, and it can sway very quickly one way or the other. What we're seeing right now in a society, it's very bipolar. There's really no middle ground. You stand one way or the other, and it's um, very polarizing. And the viewpoints that, that Phil has made you know, with the tour and what the tour has meant to all of us has been polarizing as well. And I don't know what Phil is mad about or wants to get out of the Saudi tour that he's not getting out of the PGA or why he's not playing. They're just, there's more questions than answers here. And maybe there's money issues. If it's true that he lost $40 million in gambling over the last five or six years. And how much are you playing on tour? He lost a lot of sponsors here. You got money coming in from this Saudi back tour, the live tour. And maybe there's guarantees that these guys can make. I don't know. But I'm just surprised that we haven't heard from Phil, whether it was Augusta or the PGA Championship. At some point, no matter 
when this cools down, it ramps back up when Phil comes back. It's not like they go, hmm, what were we going to talk to Phil about? What was that? What was that? It's just, I think that everybody's going to look at this when Phil eventually comes back to play. Will it be for the Saudi-backed golf tour or will it be a PGA tour? And conflicting reports. Was he suspended? Was he advised not to play? He doesn't have sponsors. You know, he lost most of his sponsors here. I don't know if his sponsors said, hey, you know what? Let's lay low here. Tiger also had a uh, John Daly story that he wanted to share yesterday. I remember playing behind JD the first day, which was awesome. Uh, it was, what, 109, I think, that first day. And I asked JD how many, how many waters he drank out there. He says, no, I had 13 Diet Cokes. So... <laughs> Uh, it was it was a it was a great week, uh, a very different golf course. So that was crooked stick. I I think uh, is, is that what he's talking about? I, he's talking about I think the last time he was on this course in Tulsa, oh. it was like 109 degrees, and he played a practice round with John Daly. Oh, okay. John Daly had 13 Diet Cokes. <laughs> Hydrate. I played a practice round with John many many years ago. And, and he's not fun to play with because, A, he hits the ball so far, but he moves when you're ready to swing. Like, he doesn't stay still. He's just moving. And, you know, you're, I'm grinding. And uh, I, I, he would start to walk, and I'd say, John. He goes, just hit it. <laughs> I go, okay. So I'd be hitting the ball all over the place. But I, I did say to him, he was hitting drives on the driving range that were over 300 yards, 320 yards. I said, is that better than sex? He goes, nothing's better than sex. <laughs> uh, character. The, uh, after the first jewel of the Triple Crown, the stakes only get higher. We head to the run for the Black-Eyed Susans, the 147th Preakness Stakes, Saturday, 4 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Um, Here's Rory McIlroy. Now, he initially was critical of Phil and what he was going to do, but uh, he since walked those back a little bit. Rory had this to say about Mickelson. Phil Mickelson has been a legend of our game for the last 30 years, and I certainly don't think he should be shut out of the game. You know, he said some bad things and offended some people, but I don't think that that makes it right to completely shut him out of the game of golf. I mean, yeah. he's. I think he'll be welcome back, and I think a lot of players will be happy to see him back, but that'll all be in his own time and, and wherever he decides to show up again. I'm just curious what else is in this book that's going to be coming out. Yeah, Seaton. Is, is Phil Mickelson being shut out of golf right now because of the things he said or because he's actively trying to find a rival league to the PGA or a rival tour? But I don't know if he's being shut out. I don't know if the PGA Tour is saying, hey, we don't want you. Or does Phil, or maybe Greg Norman said to Phil, hey, let's lay low here with these comments. And uh, hopefully that will kind of subside a little bit. So I don't know if PGA's Tour is saying, oh, you want to start a, a rival tour here? Then we don't want you. See, the PGA can't do this because then you, you sort of bite off your nose to spite your face where you go, uh, hey, we're not going to let you play in our PGA events, but these are big-name players that you need to play in your PGA events. And I don't know if it's, we need to have more money for these players. You know, like, what what is that animosity where you go, don't want to play on this tour anymore? Like, is 
Is the PGA Tour run like a dictatorship? Are they not getting what they think they should be getting? And why is Phil so mad? Why is Greg Norman so mad? It feels like Greg Norman has a real... There's animosity. There's vitriol with the PGA. With Phil, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, Paul. It does feel like instantly right after Phil made his comments with Alan Shipnuck, the writer that were released, that his sponsors bailed because he was toxic. And, you know, toxic to the sport of golf. You know, they... The sponsors bailed, even though he was going to be playing elsewhere. He, he, you'd think he'd still be sponsorable playing on a world stage, but they bailed instantaneously. Yeah. He's still popular. I just wonder what this book is going to do to that popularity. Yes, yeah, I think Ricky Fowler is really interesting. Yeah, he says he's undecided, but Ricky hasn't been playing very well. Well, he, he hasn't certainly won has a, in a long time. He has a lot to gain from something like that. It feels like he would be, because he's a name that he would bring out people, but Ricky might look at this and go, this is an easy payday here. And I think all of these guys, hey, if I could do this and I don't have to answer any questions about Saudi Arabia, hey, I'm all in. I don't think it's that easy. I think wherever they go, certainly in the United States, they're going to face those questions. Yes, he His quote was, to be straightforward with you guys, I haven't necessarily made a decision either way. I've mentioned in the past, do I think the PGA Tour is the best place to play? I do. Do I think it can be better? Yes. I've always looked at competition being a good thing. It's a driving force in our game. You know, being able to have games with guys at home, that's how I grew up. It's competing. I think competition ultimately makes people better, whether it's business or sport. So it's interesting, that's for sure. I'm still waiting to hear the list of reasons why these players have a problem with the PGA Tour. And, and look, I'd be open to listening to that and understanding what the inner workings are. But I, I, I haven't heard that. All right, we got a chance to make this money. We want to have a right. You know, Greg Norman's been working on this for a while. This has been in the works for, I think, a couple of decades. They talked about this. But it's, that's the curiosity here. Like, what's going on where you go, I'm so angry. I, like Sergio Garcia says during a, a round where he couldn't find his ball and the rules official then penalized him, and he was like, I can't wait to get out of here. Go to Europe. You can play your whole career over there. I mean, will we miss you? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, Paul. I, I think I was reading some of the pro, tour pros are upset that the PGA really controls their yearly schedule with the, you know, the, they pay them well. They're, it's not like they're being used in a way, but they the PGA Tour schedule limits you on playing outside the PGA schedule. And then as soon as this Live Tour came up, the PGA started threatening the yeah. lifetime bans, and you heard phrases like that being thrown about. Yeah. It does remind you, apples and oranges, a little bit of like 1982 when the USFL came up and started stealing all the talent that was going to the NFL, but the USFL didn't have the stable financial base to do it long term. The, the Saudi Live Tour has... The financial base. Oh, yeah. They're not going to run out of money. <laughs> USFL, having covered that, they ran out of money. That's where he had every owner for himself. Hey, I got a star. I got a star. I got a star. I got a star. And then everybody wanted to have their team absorbed by the NFL. Yes, Eden. It's interesting that the Live Tour or Live Golf, right, is backed by a public investment fund. That's the same group, right? It's like a pool of money basically by the Saudi government that also bought Newcastle in England in the Premier League, and that caused all kinds of uh, controversy. Yeah. So it's interesting that there's a big push into sports. Well, got a lot of money. Got a lot of toys. 
I think the fund is something like $600 billion. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. That's why you could say to every big name player, let's say I wanted to get the top 15 players and I'm going to pay everybody $20 million each. John Rahm, Rory, Jordan Speed, Justin, everybody makes $20 million and then you're going to make money on top of that with the prize money. I'm going to get your attention. And what is, you know, $300 million or a billion dollars to the Saudis? You could do this easily. You just say, look, I'm going to buy you. And I'm going to give you this, this amount of money. You can't turn this down. You're going to make $20 million, guaranteed. All you got to do is maintain your ranking. You know, it, you could do relegation. You could be, if you're in the top 30, then we're going to pay you. If you drop out of the top 30, then uh, we're not going to pay you. We're going to, you know, have somebody who comes in and uh, take your take your place. What's a billion dollars? Yeah, Paul. Well, I think that may be the bigger, longer-term fear of the PGA Tour is one day one of these live tour stops says, we're going to schedule our tour stop the same day as the Masters. And we're, our, our purse will be four times the $2 million purse of the Masters. That's the long-term fear is that, oh, we're going to make our majors irrelevant someday with money, which money can make anything irrelevant. Yeah, and that's what I wonder. Everybody's got a price. It's like Tom Brady. Did I think he was going to be an analyst? I didn't. And then all of a sudden Fox goes, $37 million a year? Okay. I think I could break down, uh, you know, Browns-Bengals game. Sure, I'll do that. This Saudi back tour, I mean, I would just pony up as much money as possible. And I'd say, all right, let's see who wants to play. You got a price tag here? Say to Tiger, we'll give you $50 million. I'm going to, Tiger, we're going to, Sign you to a three-year, $150 million deal. All you have to do is show up, play in the events. Nobody misses the cut, and you're going to make $50 million guaranteed. Show up for 10 events. You interested? Maybe. Yeah, Paul. Tiger Woods turned down a $3 million appearance fee from a tour stop in Dubai, a, a golf tournament in Dubai a couple years ago. He used to get you know a million to appear at some tournaments. And the purse for the winner was less than that. We're giving him $5 million for every tour stop. Guaranteed $50 million. And then whatever money you make in, in uh, prize earnings. Yeah, Paul. It was the 2020 Saudi International, which Phil Mickelson did play in and got an appearance fee. Tiger Woods passed. His, just to play in the tournament, even if he missed a cut, he would have made $3 million, Tiger. Yeah. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk to Brad Faxon about this. He's uh, working for the Golf Channel. Get his thoughts on Mickelson. When's he coming back? Is he deciding that he doesn't want to play, or is the PGA Tour involved in this? And uh, get his thoughts on who might actually win this event. This is one of those where it feels like the conversation isn't about the event as much as it is Phil not playing in the event or Tiger showing up and just talking about sort of his rehab process here because the odds are really long that Tiger is even going to be there on Saturday and Sunday. We'll take a break. Back after this Dan Patrick show. Oh, I didn't realize this. LifeLock told me children can be targets of identity theft just like adults. School or medical office data breaches are really common now. 
cyber thieves. Help protect your child's identity by limiting how you share their social security number. And you probably didn't even think of this. That's why it's great to have LifeLock. LifeLock understands how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day and the personal information we put out there. And we do it so readily. LifeLock by Norton detects and alerts you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. It's easy to help protect what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. It starts here. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got some quick math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. Right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that. 
The headaches, the cost, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that brings accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and brings it onto one platform. One source of truth. So you're only paying for that. It reduces IT costs because NetSuite lives in the clouds. No hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Patrick right now and save NetSuite.com slash Patrick. More phone calls coming up. Been watching the Golf Channel. Sent a note to Rich Lerner, the host. I said, Brad Faxon's killing it. He's doing great. Rich Lerner goes, I know. So I said to Fritzy, reach out and see if Brad will join us. He's uh, working for the Golf Channel during uh, live from the PGA uh, Championship Monday through Wednesday, 7 to 9 Eastern. Also working for Sky Sports. Just to give you a little backdrop, he won uh, on tour, I think, eight times, played on two Ryder Cup teams, and Brad joins us now. Brad, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me on. This is a real honor. Do you ever get mistaken for Tony Hawk, the skateboarder? That's the funniest question. Yes, I was actually in one of his stores in, in California, and some guy came up to me, and he was kind of walking in circles, and I thought he recognized me as a golfer. And he goes, hey, this is pretty cool. You're in here. And I'm like, well, there's not many golfers that skateboard. He goes, oh, no, no, I know who you really are. It's cool that you just hang out in your own store. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Do you skateboard? Not at all. Oh. <laughs> <I'd be dead. laughs> all right. The storyline at the PGA Championship is what? There's tremendous amounts of storylines. I mean, the the biggest one was a week ago when Phil Mickelson, the defending champion, withdrew. Uh, We we covered a lot of that on Monday on uh, Live From, like you mentioned, with Rich Lerner and Brandel Shambly. um, But what's the reason why, Brad? I I don't know why Phil withdrew after saying that he was going to play. Well, I'm not sure that he ever said he was going to play, Dan. He actually committed to play in the event in the PGA of the PGA championships a little bit different than most of the PGA tour events. The PGA tour events require players to enter or withdraw by Friday before the tournament, the PGA championship uh, entry form is way earlier. And and a month ago, I think he was undecided. He he talked to the PGA of America CEO, Seth Waugh, and just, I think his, his handlers did and said, he's not ready to play yet. I think Alan Shipnook's debut with his book that came out yesterday uh, and the troubling news that Billy Walters is going to come out with another book, I think, is trying to has kind of kept Phil at bay. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to understand what choice Phil has in this. Did he did he have the choice to go to Augusta or not go? Did he have the choice if he wanted to go to the PGA Championship or not? In your opinion, well, again, uh, the Masters organization or the tournament committee there at Augusta. The national is different than the PGA of America, different than the PGA Tour. Uh, my sources say that he was um, requested that to keep his troubles at home and not come there and make that a distraction. I can't confirm that with certainty, but I've had a number of people tell me that. Uh, so I, I think that Phil's really trying to get his life back together. Yeah, this other book that's going to come out, 
I mean, the Alan Shipnuck book is one thing. The other book, uh, from what I hear, uh, it's going to be pretty damaging for Phil. I think it's going to be damning for Phil and, and maybe tell us a few things we don't know. Uh, Billy Walters uh, went to prison, really, um, for the insider trading on the Jimmy Dean sausage case. And Phil was involved with that. He paid back close to a million dollars. And uh, I think Billy felt like if Phil had testified uh, or had come before he he might have saved some time uh, for Billy Walters. Um, Tiger's demeanor. How would you explain this this demeanor with the media that's happened? It feels like overnight. It, it does feel like overnight. That's the first thing I was going to say, Dan. I mean, after his accident, he, he spent a year, uh, 406 days, we know, before, after the accident, like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas, when, when they got... Um, really beyond their competitive years, they started being, um, I think, a little bit more emotional when they played at Augusta National. They were celebrated by the fans there, the patrons. Um, and, and I think for the first time in Tiger's life, he showed some of that emotion while he was still on the course, while he was competing. And, and I think, you know, when you look at this generation of the great players now, like Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth, who Tiger will play with tomorrow morning when they tee off here in Tulsa I think 8-11 central time. Um, Tiger's been a mentor to those players now. He's invited them uh, to play practice rounds with him when he might have done that alone. I know Rory and Tiger have practiced together uh, back at Jupiter. And he's, you know, going to be a Ryder Cup captain when it gets to Beth Page in a few years. And I think Tiger has really kind of embraced that a little bit, like Arnold and Jack did before him. We're talking to Brad Faxon. He's uh, working for Golf Channel one t- uh, eight times. Did I got that right? Eight times on the PGA Tour? Yes, yes, that's right. I got you. Best finish in a major was fifth at the PGA Championship? That's correct. Yep. I, um, I did that in 1995. I never did well in the U.S. Open. Uh, I played here in the PGA. When Nick Price won in 1994. Uh, played in the, the U.S. Open here. This is some, some course. You got golf clubs behind you. You got what? What do you have? Putters? I, I have putters. Um, I'm a Scotty Cameron guy, as you, you probably know. But I'm, I'm going to do a couple pieces for the Golf Channel for later on tonight, and uh, have to hit some chips and putts because this is a really Dan. This course, if you're a golf fan, I know when, you, when the players are going to miss a green this week. Um, the course was renovated by Gil Hansen, one of the uh, best architects in the world right now. And when the players miss, the ball is going to run away from the green. Um, it's going to go down these short mown areas, tightly mown areas, fairway height. And players are going to really have a hard time putting up these hills because it's, it's fairway height. It's not like tightly mown area like some fringes are. So the chipping is going to be a real important part this week. And I, I think that players are really confident with a short game. You see these players practicing uh, all the shots around the green. I really want to show the, the spectators what it's like, the viewers, what it's like around these greens, how difficult it is. But is it like Pinehurst? Number two, where the, you, know, you have those greens yes. that, that are crowned and then they just it's roll a little off. bit crowned. Um, and there's areas on almost every green where if you miss it short or to the side, it could run off a, a, a long way, 20 or 30 yards. But unlike at Pinehurst, where the, the fairway cut around the greens is so tight, where you, it's easy to just pick out Potter and run it, or some players like to use a hybrid. I think you're going to see a lot more players having to use a lofted club. And it seems like chipping has become an epidemic uh, worse than COVID around here. I don't mean it. Um, 
It's weird to be covering a golf event or watching the coverage and you talk about Tiger and we're talking about Tiger walking. We're not talking about his swing. We're talking about the comfort level, sort of the course topography here. What is different about Tiger this tournament as opposed to Augusta? I think there's a few things. First of all, Augusta National may be the most, uh, the, the hilliest course that has the most topography of any course we we play all year long. Um, it's not flat here in Tulsa. It, there is some topography here, uh, but there's two big differences. First of all, it's six weeks from the Masters, so he's he's been able to you know progress and get stronger. Uh, we saw definite fatigue with Tiger on the weekend at Augusta National. I, I think it was a miracle for a couple things. First of all, a miracle that Tiger played. A miracle that he smoked his first tee shot down the middle there, that he shot a good first round, that he made the cut, he grinded to make the cut, and then he finished 72 holes. And we, we might have thought, you know, 407 days earlier that he'd never play golf again. Now we're talk- talking about him winning a 16th major championship. Um, He's practicing a lot back home at the medalist where he does, and he's been walking those rounds, so he's fitter. I mean, you look at his upper body now. He, he looks like he could play linebacker on, on any team. He, he's incredible. And one of the things we showed last night, Dan, um, is his increase in swing speed. You know, one of the things that players always look at is swing speed with a driver in particular, and then the, uh, the driver, the ball speed. His ball speed, since he first came back to play with his son, Charlie, at the PNC uh, father-child uh, tournament is he really has increased his, his swing speed and his ball speed. And if you looked at the tracers from his practice yesterday, his driver is going so, so straight. Uh, I think he's really going to contend. And interestingly, mm. in, in 2007, when he won, the last round, he only hit three drivers because he was so afraid to hit driver. And now he's really confident with driver. So I think you're going to see it. A Tiger Woods, it's really going to be able to be in contention this week. You got a favorite John Daly story? <laughs> I, I have a few. Um, I went to a restaurant in New York City. Uh, oh, this is seven, eight years ago with all my family, all my kids. And I went to a, a restaurant and they had a, a drink on the menu called the John Daly. And I asked the John, uh, the waiter, who to me, and this is maybe biased. He didn't look like a golfer, this waiter. Let me just put it this way. I said, who's John Daly? And he goes, he's a fat retired golfer. And I laughed. I thought that was a funny comment. Like you're laughing. That's what I did. My mistake was I tweeted that and I thought it was funny. Oh, and I got a call from the tour (laughs) and John was very upset. And I I had a nice relationship with John, but he he had told me his fans were upset that I did that. It was probably a mistake because, you know, when you hear something and you laugh, it doesn't sound the same in print. Um, But that was a pretty bad move. I learned a lot then. Uh, Good to talk to you. I hope you're having fun. It certainly looks like it. And I've enjoyed the insight on uh, Golf Channel. Well, Dan, I am having fun. I will tell you one thing that, that, Rich Lerner and, and Brandel Shambly are the most prepared to uh, golf analysts in, in the game, without a doubt. Rich writes all of his openings, everything that he says on camera, he does himself. And there's nobody with a, a mind in the golf world like Brandel Shambly. He's, he's got a brain like a steel trap. He remembers everything, everything. And I'm happy to sit next to them. And uh, I love talking about golf. I've been doing it whole, my, my whole life. Thank you. Uh, safe travels. Great to talk to you again, Brad. Great to see you. I love listening to you. Thanks. That's Brad Faxon, PGA golfer, one time, uh, won eight times on tour. Yeah, Paul.
Now, a lot of people have said this before on social media, Brad Fax, and if you Google him, you'll see the picture. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does he look like he'd be Tony Hawk's slightly older brother? Uh, 10. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a 10. Yeah. Slightly older brother, that's a 10. I remember playing uh, golf with Brad in Rhode Island with Billy Andre, and they had a, uh, a charity event. And I remember, you know, when you play with a pro, like it's one thing you play with a really good player, and then you play with a pro, and then you go, oh, my God. Like, I, you think you could hit it as far as they do, or you hit shots, and you go, yeah, how about that? And, you know, then they rattle one off with a stick, and, you know, it, it, Brad Faxon's one of the great putters ever. Guys come to him, I think Rory asking for some help with putting. Yes, he is it, and I, I think you just hit on it, actually, what I was going to ask, but is it more noticeable in one area of the game, like off the tee, or is the big differentiator between a pro and then somebody who thinks they're good putting, that kind of thing? Is it just more noticeable in one area? Um, I think the sound of the ball when they hit a drive, when, when you go, oh, wow, that sounds different. Because I played with Justin Leonard, and Justin Leonard, I think, had just won the British Open. And I remember being in Dallas and playing around a round of golf. Now, I hit it further than Justin Leonard did. And I was feeling pretty cocky. <laughs> and I remember that he was like 150 <laughs> yards out. And he knocked it like within two feet. He goes, that's, that's where I make my money. <laughs> and I, it was just, it was so subtle. <laughs> because, you know, I'm probably out driving him by 10 yards, 15 yards. And I'm going, all right. Okay, Mr. British Open. And then he got up there and had 150 <laughs> yards out. I think he hit an eight iron like two feet away. He goes, that's, that's where I make my money. <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I limp home with a, you know, with a bogey, and he has a birdie. And it was just the difference. Wow, that's funny. The difference is when they need to, their window of opportunity is really small. It's like a hula hoop. With me, just get it on the green. But that, that ability to be able to dial it in, uh, and the sound that they make when they swing, because they're swinging 120 miles an hour. Yeah, Paul. I remember we did something a long time ago with a really good golfer named Rich Beam. Remember Beam? Yeah, he, he had that great PGA. run. He was probably what about five six? No, five, he's probably a little taller. Little t- let's say he's five eight one fifty. Yeah. But I remember watching the club, and it was it was making that whipping sound, yeah. and he would hit the ball three hundred yards. You're like, how can that small person do that? You can be around these guys, like Charles Howell the third. Looks like he's about six foot one fifty. Uh, Will Zalatoris looks like he weighs about one hundred and fifty pounds, but they crush it, and it's all about the angles and uh, how you use the ground, and you you just generate all that club head speed. That's the difference. Like when you're around Dustin Johnson, and you go, wow. That's, that's fast. And he's got so much arc on his swing. Davis Love. I remember we uh, were on the same tee in a, in a uh, celebrity event. And I hit mine, and I thought I hit it, you know, well. Probably 275, something like that. And then he got up there and made it look so easy and probably hit it 330. And I went, I said, what's the difference? He goes, I'm professional, and you're not. I go, okay, thank you, Davis. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. 
Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. During the commercial breaks, if you're watching on Peacock, and why wouldn't you be? We show uh, archival segments where it could be something that we did, goofy, a guest that we had. And I just looked up and I saw that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the old man cave. Think about that sentence. And I just go, I'm playing one-on-one with Kareem. And I've got Kareem in the man cave that's above a bar that I go to that I made this studio out of in a small town in Connecticut. And there's Kareem guarding me at the top of the key. Uh, best, best guest. How about, how about most surreal moment in the man cave, the old man cave? To me, I got one that surpasses even Kareem. Even though Kareem there, having somebody seven feet there guarding you and limited space that we had in there, and I'm trying to get a shot off against Kareem. Todd, I'll start with you. I think I know your answer. I don't want to steal it, but uh, something about Senator McCain showing up. All right. Senator McCain, when he came in, was pretty cool. He was sick. He was going to join us in New York. He couldn't. He said, I'll make it up to you. And then he flew into Hartford, drove down to go just to make sure that he would go to the man cave. And I remember I gave him DP show gear and he wrote me a check personal check he said i can't i can't take it you know there's only uh, like there's a limit of how much you can take and he wrote me a check i never cashed it i i still have it i i just i didn't want to cash it uh seaton most surreal moment yeah john mccain was actually the first name that came to my mind but who was the other uh we had another presidential candidate john Kasich. john Kasich. Oh, the yeah. governor he was in play for the president's presidential nomination yeah he was and he came in and he had this energy of like okay so here's what we're gonna do right we're gonna talk about this and then we're gonna another day come on over here and he just kind of came in and was like whoa look at this whirling dervish he was he wanted to lead the conversation yeah and he he had some thoughts about cleveland sports ohio sports <laughs> uh paulie Mine was going to be Senator McCain. I remember looking out the window and seeing him standing outside. I'm like, this gentleman was very close to being the president of the United States. Yeah. He's American hero <laughs> to many people, and he's he's a legendary American politician. He's walking up our our back stairwell, which looked like a looked like a back of a fraternity house. But I'm going to go with um, I, I think I know you might go with Will Ferrell, but like I'm going to go Bob Costas wearing jeans. Uh, that's a little off the board there. When Bob Costas walked in in a University of Texas sweatshirt and a no, pair he had a hat on. Okay. And he had a sweatshirt and jeans on. Yeah. And that was a little surreal to me. It was. McCain's my number one. But, but Will Ferrell came in as Ron Burgundy. And, you know, he had the outfit on. And, and I mean, he was full character. And he said, look, I'd like to come in. and Because Anchorman 2 was coming out. And he said, you know, I'd like to come in and to the man cave. And I remember going, I, I don't know if I can pull this off. Because he wanted to do three hours of, as Ron Burgundy. And I said, how about we do two hours? And he came in and he was great. But, but I had to address him as Ron Burgundy, not Will Ferrell, because he stayed in character. Yes, Eden. We didn't get nominated for a sports Emmy that year. Yeah, Nothing. I know. Zippo. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anybody else come to mind? We had a lot of people in the New York man cave. 
Yeah, see. Just one quick addition to the yeah. Bob Costas story yeah. that only got better throughout the day is that same time that he, he came into the studio, he joined us for lunch down at the Seven Seas. And had a beer. He had a Bud bottle, a Bud Heavy. <laughs> I was like, this is my guy. He, he, I think he did play-by-play of Flinchball. <laughs> yeah, he did play-by-play of Flinchball. He had a, he had a, a Bud Heavy. And I uh, was giving real estate advice. It was like, this is amazing. What? This is a surreal moment. But Fritzy did flinch ball with Ron Burgundy. <laughs> that was crazy. Like, there are just moments where you go, this is really happening here. This silly little show that we have. Yeah, Paul. I do remember John Legend had won a, 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 a Grammy three weeks before, and he's now he's playing Kiss on My List with Fritzy on a keyboard in our studio. That yeah. was pretty surreal. I had a Casio keyboard, and uh, I could tell that he wanted no part of doing it because... He doesn't use Casio. And I just said, hey, I got a keyboard, and uh, can you do uh, Hall & Oates? And next thing I know, he's playing that, and Fritzy's singing along with him. Uh, this program brought to you by Mercedes. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. MBUSA.com. Gibbs, Virginia Beach. Hi, Gibbs. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dano, not exactly Atticus Finch checking in. Hope everyone's good. Yeah. Uh, I was actually calling yesterday about my cousin Vinny. Uh, I was the one that was saying it was uh, uh, actually realistic. My criminal law professor in school actually showed it as coursework for us, saying that it was the most realistic portrayal of a criminal uh, trial. But I wanted to ask you, um, I'm glad you had Brad Saxon on. He had some uh, great quotes about uh, Ricky Fowler that, you should uh, look up pretty scathing. But have you ever played uh, Southern Hills? And no. I have a pie to the face bet for anyone. Okay. Uh, I think Jordan Spieth is going to close out the career Grand Slam this weekend. Uh, and I'll take that against any of your pick, Dan, or okay. the other Danette. All right. So Gibbs has taken Spieth. You get the rest of the field. Who wants a piece of that for a pie to the face on the other side? I'm rooting for Jordan Speed. Well, it's all right, but you're rooting for Gibbs to get a pie to the face. As a betting man, I'll take that bet. Okay. Yes, yeah, he feels like you're taking a sure thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to pass. It, it, it makes it's it's kind of a cheap shot. It's too well, easy of a bet. Yeah, but that, that, why would that stop you? Yeah. Gibbs gets a pie to the face, and you hate Gibbs. I dislike Gibbs. Oh, get, okay. <laughs> hate no. Okay. Right. Dislike. Yeah. Dislike. Does anybody want a piece of that? You get everybody in the field. <laughs> Gibbs is taking Jordan Spieth. I'll jump in on that. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Man, you are. That is really gutsy. You're an incredible risk taker. I do happen to like Jordan Spieth. And now like I'm rooting win. for Jordan Spieth. Of course you are. Yes, yes, Eaton. You know, the main reason I didn't jump in on that is I actually think I owe pies. Or you do. a pie. You, you're owed a pie. I'm supposed to get smashed because of uh, Memphis. I took Memphis to advance in that series, yes. right? Just sort of yeah. like on a whim. You get, I get one, one pie. If they, if they had one, then Paul was going to get two. two yeah, two, so I owe a pie. Two pie, Shakur. Uh, this day in sports history. In 1933, the first Major League Baseball All Star Game was announced. That was the first time baseball had an All Star Game. Yeah. I always wondered when I look back at Babe Ruth's stats why he only made the All Star team twice in his career. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have the All Star Game. <laughs> they didn't have it. That explains a lot. Uh, Mickey Mantle in 1956 hit a home run from the bolt from both sides of the plate in one game. He'd done it three other times in his career. It was on this date in 2004. Randy Johnson threw a perfect game, beating the Braves. We had him and his catcher on the next day. 
Do you remember the catcher's name? Yes, Robbie Hammock was the rookie catcher, and Big Unit said, I will only do the interview if you have my catcher on as well. It was pretty cool that he, that he did that. Let's go around the room. What we learn, I'll start with Todd wearing his Astros jersey. Go Astros. Tim Legler agrees a grin or laughing at an opponent is worse than trash-talking them. All right. Seton O'Connor. Brad Faxon looks like Tony Hawk's slightly older brother. Um, Marv. Nobody wants to play for the Sacramento Kings. Paulie. Chet Holmgren, not Chester. Not Chet. Or Chester. Or Chet, sir. Chet, sir. Todd, what did I learn? <laughs> you expect Giannis will eventually be recognized as one of the top 10 all-time NBA players. Oh, uh, we might be getting older, but we don't have to slow down. That's why I take M-Drive Supplements for Driven Men. That supports healthy testosterone levels, boost energy. Visit mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. Don't slow down. Get M-Drive. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Athletes everywhere turn to CBD for relief and recovery, but with all the products claiming to do different things, it's impossible to decide which is best. As one of few brands that oversees the entire production process, from their farm in Oregon to the product that arrives at your door, Lazarus Naturals keeps their ingredients simple and transparent. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results for your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Discover how CBD can help you reach your full potential as an athlete. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, the cleanest source of CBD for athletes and sports fans alike. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV.